Welcome to Music History Monday for January 10th, 2022. I'm Bob Greenberg, and the title for today's podcast is Handel Ripped Off. If you haven't already, please consider joining me on my subscription site at patreon.com slash robertgreenbergmusic, where I blog, vlog, podcast, pontificate, review, and bloviate four to six times a week. We mark the premiere on January 10th, 1713, 309 years ago today, of George Frederick Handel's opera, Tiseo, at the King's slash Queen's Theater, also known as the Italian Opera Theater, on Haymarket in London. It was the still 27-year-old Handel's third opera composed for the London stage, and it was a great success. However, its success was marred by a potentially catastrophic backstage incident after its second performance. We quote the London journal, The Opera Register, which ran the following article on January 15, 1713, five days after Teseo opened. Here is the article as it originally appeared. I'll translate the passage into contemporary English after we've heard the original. Quote, Mr. O. Swiney, ye manager of ye theater, was now setting out a new opera, heroic, all ye habits new and richer than ye former with four new scenes and other decorations and machines. Ye tragic opera was called Theseus. Ye music composed by Mr. Handel. Ye opera being thus prepared, Mr. Swiney then did give out tickets at half a guinea each. For two nights ye boxes laid open to ye pit. Ye house was very full these two nights. After these two nights, Mr. Swiney breaks and runs away and leaves ye singers unpaid, ye scenes and habits also unpaid for. The singers were in some confusion, but at last concluded to go on with ye operas on their own accounts and divide ye gain amongst them." Unquote. Oh goodness, that's like listening to Yoda perform Shakespeare's Lear. Translation. The theater manager, Mr. Owen Swiney, for our information, his name is spelled both as S-W-I-N-Y and S-W-I-N-E-Y in the literature, has produced a new heroic and tragic opera called Theseus, Teseo in Italian. With music by Handel, it is a lavish production filled with special effects. The first two performances were sold out. Following the second performance, Mr. Swiney absconded with the box office receipts, leaving the singers, stage designer, composer, and librettist unpaid, and the scenery and costumes unpaid for. After some discussion, the singers blessed their hearts decided to continue performing the opera and to divide the box office proceeds amongst themselves. Translation complete. For our information, 
the singers also cut Handel in for a share and gave the 13th and final performance of the run on May 16, 1713, as a benefit for Handel himself. A little background before we return to the dastardly and appropriately named Mr. Owen Swine E. Jörg Friedrich Handel's Great English Adventure. The 27-year-old Jörg Friedrich Handel settled permanently in London in 1712. For our information, he formally became George Frederick Handel in 1727, when he became a naturalized British subject. Born in Germany and trained in Italy, he spoke not a word of English when he first visited London in 1710, but he spoke the language of Italian opera, and that was more than enough. In early 1711, Handel wrote what was the first Italian language opera composed specifically for the London stage. That opera was Rinaldo. It received its premiere at the then Queen's Theatre, as Queen Anne was still on the throne, on Haymarket on February 24, 1711. Set at the time of the First Crusade, the opera is a heroic and magical story of love, war, and redemption, and the English opera-going public went wild over it. Now forgive me for just a moment, because I'm going to depart from the verifiable and indulge in the speculative. I can do this because we're all friends here, and I know you'll forgive me for having done so. Let us, for a moment then, seek to put ourselves in Handel's fuzzy rabbit-eared slippers and tasseled nightcap. It's 1711, and the still 26-year-old Jörg Friedrich Handel finds himself the toast of London town, an Italian-language opera, Rinaldo, that he put together in just a matter of weeks, has driven the local sophisticates into a frenzy of enthusiasm. He has, overnight, single-handedly created a craze for Italian-language opera in London. Might this young, continental trendsetter be thinking that his newfound English audience is a pushover? Is he thinking that he's got them in the palm of his hand? Is he assuming, naively, that he is beyond criticism and can pass off any dreck he next chooses to compose? Given Handel's next opera, one would have to say yes to all of the above. Handel's second opera for the London stage was completed on October 24, 1712, entitled Il Pastor Fido, the Faithful Shepherd. The opera opened at the Haymarket on November 22, 1712. The most estimable musicologist and Handel scholar, Paul Henry Lang, makes short work of Il Pastor Fido in his biography of Handel, W.W. W. Norton, 1966. Lang's is an appraisal that deserves to be quoted here. Quote, The unusually haphazard, for Handel, nature of the faithful shepherd indicates that it was a pièce d'occasion, 
the response to a chance for a quick production, which took place on November 22, 1712. Handel probably threw it together in a few days. The opera did not pass muster. After six performances, the opera was given up as a failure. Opinions were almost unanimously low, and the production must have been of the shoestring variety, for one critic scornfully remarked that, quote, ye habits, meaning the costumes, were old, ye opera, short, unquote. You know, for a young German composer, attempting to build a career in the English capital composing Italian opera, someone with no small number of enemies in the form of native English composers and opera producers, another failure like Il Pastor Fido could very well have proved fatal. Handel learned his lesson. Write your best for the public or do not write at all. For his next opera, Teseo, or Theseus. This great organ-playing composer did indeed pull out all the stops. Handel spent three entire weeks composing to sail. This might sound like no time at all, until we remember that that's about as much time as it took Handel to compose Messiah. Handel's librettist for Teseo was the Italian librettist, composer, cellist, theater manager, literary editor, and numismatist Nicola Francesco Haim, 1678 to 1729. As we might correctly gather from that lengthy list of professional pursuits, the Roman-born Signore Haim was a worldly and sophisticated person with a wide range of interests. He was also a superb librettist who went on to work with Handel for the next 15 years. Haim has been compared to Mozart's greatest librettist, Lorenzo da Ponte, for the way he studied Handel and came to understand Handel's artistry and dramatic leanings. In particular, Haim's heroic libretto for Teseo brought out the best in Handel, who was never better than when composing royal, heroic music. Haim's libretto is, in its length and scope, heroic as well. Cast in five acts, it remains the only opera by Handel in which he deviated from the standard three-act length. The opera, which takes place in a mythologized ancient Greece, calls for all sorts of magical special effects special effects that audiences lapped up in 1713 and continue to lap up today. Flying dragons, amazing transformations, terrifying apparitions, and so forth. It all sounds a bit like Game of Thrones, circa 1713. Unfortunately, though predictably, the complex machinery that powered these special effects on stage often glitched slash fritzed slash failed to function properly. An article in a London newspaper that appeared on January 24th, 1713, took note of just such a malfunction during a recent performance. Quote, 
This present Saturday, the opera of Theseus by Mr. Handel will be represented in its perfection, that is to say, with all the scenes, decorations, flights, and machines. The performers are much concerned that they did not give the nobility and gentry all the satisfaction they could have wished when they performed it on Wednesday, having been hindered by some unforeseen accidents at that time insurmountable." Unquote. Technical difficulties aside, the first two performances of Teseo were sold out and full houses were expected for the foreseeable future. That is, until after the second performance, when the manager of the Queen's Theatre Haymarket, Owen Swiney, made off with the receipts, hopped a ship, and made for the continent. Owen Swiney, 1676-1754. He was born in Enniscorthy, Ireland, and attended Trinity College in Dublin. By 1703, the 27-year-old Swiney was in London, working at the Drury Lane Theatre. In 1706, he leased the Queen's Theatre in the Haymarket and took over as its manager. Swiney developed the unsavory reputation as a poacher, as an impresario that stole actors and singers from other theaters. This made him excessively unpopular in the theatrical community. Now, I have not been able to find out exactly what brought him down, whether it was simply Swiney's personality, his own bad business dealings, a cabal against him, or all of the above. But by January 1713, he was bankrupt, and his creditors were closing in. On January 14, 1713, he took the strong box containing the first two nights' receipts for Handel's opera Teseo and disappeared. The vanished scoundrel, in Paul Henry Lang's words, Owen Swiney, now calling himself Mac Swinney, ended up settling in Venice, where he was safe from prosecution. Among other pursuits, this newly minted Mac Swinney set himself up as an art dealer, commissioning works from Italian artists for export to collectors back in England. One might think, particularly given Handel's legendary temper, that the now Venice-based Swiney was a marked man with whom Handel would never, ever deign to work with again. But in this, one would think wrong. Tempestuous a person though he could be, Handel rarely, if ever, let personal matters get in the way of business. Ever flexible and practical when circumstances demanded flexibility and practicality, Handel had use for his disgraced impresario. Owen Swiney, a man of the theater living at ground zero of the opera world, that being Venice, was of use to Handel and his people as an agent. By the 1720s, Swiney was being tasked by Handel's new production company, the Royal Academy of Music, to contract with Italian singers and acquire materials, meaning scores and libretti. 
1733, the now 57-year-old Owen Swiney returned to London. Twenty years had passed since his little indiscretion at the Haymarket Theatre. Whether a statute of limitations had come and gone, or simply no one chose to prosecute him, he was a free man. He continued to act as a talent scout and impresario for visiting theatrical troops until his death in London in 1754. An unfortunate legacy, or so I think. Owen Swiney, like the shoplifter Lindsay Lohan, the hijacker D.B. Cooper, and Watergate breaker inner E. Howard Hunt, is remembered today, when he is remembered at all, for a single ill-timed bit of larceny. Thank you. To sample and download one or all of my many courses on subjects musical produced by The Great Courses slash The Teaching Company, please visit my website at robertgreenbergmusic.com.